Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 30. Wow, we're really excited about the fact that we're up to 30 episodes where we try to answer questions about Christianity and the Christian life. Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church in Kerbinsville, Pennsylvania, where we seek to answer these questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So today, we're going to get right into it. We're going to try to wrestle with another question that's really on a practical level for everyone And it has to do, again, with your Christian life and specifically what can we do about our thought life. The question we're going to look at today really is, how can I take control of my thoughts? How can I take control of my thoughts? You know, because when you read the New Testament, you can't help but notice that the scriptures stress that believers need to get control of their minds and as well as renew them. So why do we need to do that? How do we do that? We're going to look at some practical things today as far as why and how I can take control of my thoughts. How can I take control of my thoughts? So let's get right into it. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to try to look at it today from the scripture. First of all, why is it important for you and I to get control of our minds? And then secondly, How can I get control of my minds? What does the Bible say concerning how can I get control of my minds? And then with that, we're probably going to try to stress some practical things that you and I can do to help with getting control of our minds. So let's talk about why is it important. Well, if we're going to look at why it's important, you need to understand that your mind is really the central organ in your body that kind of guides you throughout the day. Your thinking is what guides you. Now, if you've got wrong thinking, it's going to guide you in the wrong way. So you've got to be able to somehow get control of your thoughts to guide you in your life. Well, why do we do that? And so what we're going to see here is a couple things. Number one, In his epistle to the Romans, Paul says this in chapter 8, because the carnal mind is enmity against God and is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. What's he talking about there, the carnal mind? Well, what he's saying is is if we allow our minds just to go with the flow of everything that our culture is trying to guide us in and the philosophies and everything that's out there, you are going to have a problem in your relationship with God. You're going to have a problem in trying to do the things that God tells you to do. In fact, he very clearly says it's enmity. What is that? That's really talking about that it is a major issue, a conflict, a struggle with God to have a mind that's out of control, that is thinking on things that it should not be thinking on. So how do we get control of it? Well, I want to look, before we look at how we can get control of it again, let's just continue on a little bit more to understand why your thoughts are so important. And we can go all the way to James because it's connected to the concept 
of you sinning. You know, for instance, I, I, I really get irritated when I hear people make the statement that the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do anything. He may tempt you, but the fact of the matter is, is that he didn't make you do anything. You decided to do that. And with temptation, there is a progress towards falling into sin. And we see that in James. James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. Paul says this, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. So first of all, God's not going to tempt you. Why? For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Now, James is going to go on in verse 14 and tell you exactly what happens with temptation. And I can tell you where the mind fits in there. But each one is tempted, James says, when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Okay, that's the temptation. It's appealing to our desires. We're enticed by them. But then look at verse 15. But when desire has conceived. Okay, it's one thing to have desires. It's one thing to to be tempted and to see something and it's enticing to you. But when that desire has conceived, when that desire has become a full thought, a, a decision. And where does that take place? In your mind. That takes place in your mind. Now, notice what he says. When desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. See, the temptation entices me, it, it affects my desires, but when that has conceived, when that becomes a full-blown thought, when I make a decision then I'm headed in a direction that's only going to result in destruction. It's going to result in sin, which ultimately leads to destruction. I think another way to look at it is to think about it the way David said it in Psalm 119. He said this in verse 11, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So he's talking there about why do I need to get control of my thoughts? Here he's talking about your, your heart, your heart, in, as far as the Hebrew mind, is the center of your whole being. And that includes your, your mind. And so he's talking about God's word. He's hidden in his heart. He's renewed his mind with that. Why? So that he doesn't sin against God. So the reason why you and I need to take control of our thoughts is so that we don't sin, is so that we don't end up in a situation where we are sinning against God and bringing destruction into our own lives. Now, okay, so you're saying, okay, George, I understand that. I know that wrong thinking leads to wrong actions, which just leads to problems. How do we do that, though? How do I take control of my thoughts? Well, we're going to look at it, first of all, how, from a philosophical, biblical perspective, we're going to see what the Bible says about what we need to do and then I'm going to close it up with some practical things that you need to think about as far as how you can take control. First of all, let's talk about how. The first thing is we go back to Psalm 119. David, verse 11, tells us, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. He's, he's going to tell us actually earlier in Psalm 119, verse 9, he says, How can a young man cleanse his way? How can I take, how can I clean up my act? How can I, can I do right? Well, here's what he says. By taking heed according to your word. And then verse 11, your word have I hidden in my heart. So that's the key. It's getting God's word into your life. Getting God's word into your life. 
In fact, in Romans chapter 12, he said, And be not conformed to the to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we do that? How do we transform our mind? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Paul says there. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How do we do that? Well, I think Colossians chapter 3 gives us a good example of how. Listen to what he says. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. You are going to be renewed because your mind is being renewed by knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So what is he saying here? We need to be able to renew our mind. First thing, we need to renew our mind with God's word. With God's word. Now, if we go on, here's what it continues to give us as far as the biblical perspective of it. Colossians 3.2. Set your mind on things above. When it talks about things above, it's talking about things that belong to God, not on things of earth. So you need to be thinking about those things which have to do with God. How do you do that? Through his word. Here's another one. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So again, it's talking about what you're putting into your mind. You need to think on that which is good for putting into your mind. So we're talking about what do we need to do to put into our minds. We renew our minds I believe through the scripture because that is what God wants us to have in part of our lives. Now let's just stop. This is why it's so important for you and I to be men and women of the word of God. It's not just an exercise. Oh, I've got to read my Bible. Why do you need to read the Bible? You need to read your Bible because it helps in renewing your mind. It helps in getting control in your mind because as you read God's word and you hide God's word into your heart, you're not going to give in to temptation and to sin as you normally do. You need to renew your mind. What else do you need to do? Well, you need to understand that you need to take control of the thoughts that you have now. You need to see, normally we just kind of go throughout life thinking about this, reacting naturally. So for, I'll give you an example. You know, I love to go camping, and in the summer, one of the things that irritates me the most is mosquitoes. And and you don't even give any thought to it. You just kind of like you're sitting there, a mosquito pops on your arm, boom, you slap it, you kill it. And it was not like, oh, I need to kill that mosquito. It's almost natural because your thoughts are already ingrained in you that you're just going to slap and kill that mosquito. We operate that way throughout our all throughout our lives we we do things every day not giving much thought to it but the thoughts are there and that's how we function but the problem is is that if i'm going to be renewed in my mind i've got to take control of my mind and i want you to listen to what paul says here in second corinthians chapter 10 for for though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments 
and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And listen, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Here's what Paul's talking about. He's talking about that you and I need to get control of our thoughts, and if they're wrong thoughts, bring them into captivity. What does that mean? Bring them into recognizing that's wrong, I shouldn't do it, that's wrong, I shouldn't go there, that's wrong, I shouldn't dwell on it, because that's not in the image of who Christ is. That's not being obedient to him. So I get control of my mind. Now, you're saying, okay, that's wonderful, George, that's great. I need to get God's word into my life. I need to get control of my thoughts. But the thing is, is I've tried that. It's not working. I'm still having problems with my thoughts. Well, there's one other thing I need you to think about. One other thing I need you to consider when you talk about how to get control of your thoughts. And that's this. You're not alone in trying to get control of your thoughts. You're not alone in trying to get control of your thoughts. What do you mean? Well, what I want you to see is this, is that the work of renewing your mind, yes, there's something practical that you can do. Yes, there's something philosophical that you can do, putting God's word into your life, trying to take control of those thoughts. But I want you to understand the ultimate work is done not just by you, but by the Holy Spirit. Think about what Paul says in Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. He's talking about our salvation. Through the washing of regeneration. And, notice, and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who's within you that renews you. That's what you need to grasp. First of all, you've got to decide, i got to get control of my thoughts. Yes, I need to get God's word into my life. I need to bring into captivity those thoughts which are wrong, that are not in obedience to him. But recognize it's God who works in you through the Holy Spirit to renew you. That's what you got to recognize. Okay, now you said you were talking about some practical things. Well, you know, we live in a world today where we have so many avenues of media that's bombarding us. Whether we get up in the morning to a clock radio or to our phone, which maybe lets off something, or we're listening to programs or podcasts, or we're reading something, or we're watching videos or watching TV and so forth. We need to start making conscious decisions about what we're inputting into our lives. Because what you're inputting is inputting into your mind. And while that may not have an effect, an immediate effect, it can have a later effect that impacts the way that you think. It can desensitize you to sin. It can cause you to respond in sin because that's simply what is the norm that you have been inputting into your life. Now, having said that, I immediately sent somebody, well, that's just plain legalism. That's just like years ago when they used to say in church, don't go to the movie house because you're supporting Hollywood. Okay, wait a minute. I'm not saying don't go to the movie house. I'm not telling you to turn off the TV or turn off the radio. But what I am telling you to do is to think about what you're inputting into your mind. And there are some things that are out there 
that are communicating ideas, thoughts that are detrimental to your life, your family, and your spiritual walk with God. And so you need to decide what you can and cannot allow into your life. What music can you listen to? What programs can you watch? And you don't have to be legalistic about it. You know, you don't have to make a legalistic, we're not going to do this because of this, blah, blah, blah. We're not saying that. I'm saying that you need to begin to be cautious about what you're inputting into your mind and turn that off or avoid it because it's going to drag you down and cause you to lose control of your thoughts, to lose control of your thoughts. So that's just something practical there. As far as one, two, three steps, this is what you need to do. I don't have that for you. Every person, it's different. Every person is enticed. Every person is exposed to different things. You've got to make that decision. What are you going to do to cease allowing that input of that stuff in your life? I, I once heard it said, garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. You've got to ask yourself, when are you going to stop inputting the garbage into your mind because it's resulting in garbage out? Something to think about. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions about Christianity and the Christian life. If you have a question, we encourage you to get in touch with us. You can do that through our website, Kermansville Christian. Dot org. Just go to the contact page there. You'll find a way to contact us and just send us your question. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast. You can message us or write a question on the wall. We will be glad to answer it. If you attend our church, there are ways to just tell me your question. But if you don't have a church to attend and you live in the Kerwinsville area, we would encourage you to come to our one of our services we meet on Sunday morning, 1045, and it's a come-as-you-are church. You don't have to worry about how you dressed up. You just come, and you're going to learn about Jesus Christ and the relationship that you can have with him. Next week, because it's the Christmas season, I thought that I would answer a question that I hear once in a while, and sometimes it's usually from younger Christians because they don't really know what to do, but it's really actually an important question, and the question has to do with Christmas, and specifically Christmas trees. Really? Christmas trees. You'd be surprised how many people ask questions about this, and here's what the question is. Is it okay for me to have a Christmas tree? Is it okay for me to have a Christmas tree? Now, we're going to try and answer that, from a biblical perspective next week. Hopefully you'll tune in to listen. Until that time, we trust that you'll take care.